0: Wilson and I, I love Brother Wilson uh, for a lot of reasons, but one reason I love—he's got a chart on everything. I tell you what, and I—I uh, like it. I mean, I—I I mean, a chart. If you, I mean, he's probably got a chart on you, and you just don't know it. Amen. And one on me, but uh, I love all those charts. And, and one of the things that uh, I was—I looked through and One of the things was, you know, in our church attendance, the average attendance, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, the average attendance from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three and i 'm just giving you some fake numbers here okay because i can 't remember the real ones but if we had a hundred and seventy two people on average for wednesday night in twenty twenty two we had like a we averaged like a hundred and seventy four on wednesday night for twenty twenty three and if we averaged uh and you hey he 's got the charts if you i got them right up here if we had a if we averaged a hundred and uh, 95 people on Sunday morning we, in 2022, we averaged like 197 people in, in 2020. I'm talking about average That You know what that means? It means folks have been faithful. Isn't that amazing? And uh, God honors faithfulness. I know people get sick. There are folks not here tonight that would love to be here because they're sick. But our church, uh, and maybe that's not a big deal. But I'm telling you, a lot of places you go, uh, a lot of places you go, I hear pastors say, uh, oftentimes, say, man, does, does anybody come back on Wednesday night? And uh, I tell you, I feel bad telling them sometimes, well, our folks are really good about coming, you know. But, uh, but there's, you know, we just sometimes we don't know, do we, how blessed we are. And I say we, I'm not just saying that about you. But we are blessed tonight to be in a good place. In 2024, to have a church is a blessing. Amen. And uh, I want to read one verse of Scripture and preach just a few minutes. And I really mean that tonight. I'm not going to keep you. If I didn't feel such a weight to preach this tonight, I I wouldn't even preach. I would just wait. But going into revival meeting, uh, I really feel like the Lord would have me read this verse of Scripture. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12. And if you're able to stand with us won't take long to give you this sermon tonight. And verse number one. We know the verse. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which just so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Father, thank you for your presence tonight. Thank you for all the testimonies. Lord, thank you for Brother Laddie minding you during the offering. Lord, thank you, uh, Lord, for just folks that have some discernment. Lord, thank you for uh, just passing by this way. And thank you for this church and for your people. I believe it's the greatest people I know is right here tonight and goes to this church. And we thank you for them. And I ask you now, Lord, if you would, to bless us just a few moments in the Word of God. And may you do a work in our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I want you in verse number one here, I want you to consider when we read this verse, we, we must consider the witnesses. The Bible said, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great, a cloud of witnesses And when we think about this cloud of witnesses We, we think about the witnesses of Hebrews chapter uh, 11 there That is mentioned and we'll not talk about that But you, you know the witnesses that are mentioned in chapter 11 And then also the heroes of faith that uh, that we have that, that we can read about and look back in time We're, we're about to put a, a monitor here And a, a, just a wall of faith as you go into the Sunday school area Just so that our young people will be able to read About different heroes of faith, and and all of us, not just young people, but so we don't forget the heritage that God has blessed us with, and those that maybe their names are not in the Word of God, but they have been faithful and they have served God down through the years. And and it's a good reminder, and it's good, it's inspiring when we consider the the great cloud of witnesses that, that is around us. We cannot see them tonight, but they can certainly see us from where they're at, they're beyond this veil but they look and they live in a time or in, an, in, in, a, in eternity where time is no more. I say tonight that when it comes to serving God, we must do as the Bible says when it says the just shall live by faith. And we must remember those uh, that have gone on before us. And we owe a debt to the, uh, to mostly to the Lord Jesus Christ for his life that he gave for us. But, but we also owe a debt to those uh, that have been faithful and have blazed the trail and has passed the baton and given us uh, uh, what we have tonight. Amen. And so we must consider the witnesses uh, and then we must consider the weight. Amen. As he said, let us lay aside every weight and we'll say more about that in just a moment. And then we must consider the warning. Notice what he said. And the sin uh, which does so easily beset us. Amen. Now when you think about this sin tonight, it would certainly be the sin of unbelief. uh, That is a besetting sin that we all have to face and that we have to deal with and then there is the sin that is unlisted tonight and that would be something that uh, maybe that I deal with that you don't deal with and something that you face and deal with that I don't deal with it's unlisted in the text uh, but it is real in all of our life uh, and then there is the sin the besetting sin of the unknown amen it may be those sins that I've not yet had to face and I've not yet had to uh, to deal with or to conquer and he says uh, He gives us a solemn warning here at the sin which so easily besets us. Amen. Then we have to consider the win. As he said, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We're in this race to win, aren't we tonight? And I remind you that this race is not a race against each other. I'm not racing against you and you're not racing against me. There's no competition in this race tonight, but there is a course, amen. I have a race to run and you have a race to run tonight and we don't have the same course exactly. And so as long as you're running your course and I'm running my course, we're on the same side, we're going in the same direction, but we are in it to win the race that is set before us tonight. Now I want us to look at this little phrase for a few moments. Let us lay aside every weight. I want to preach on Weight Watchers. Amen. I thought that might be a good title for starting the year out. Weight Watchers. I don't know if there's anybody here that is involved in Weight Watchers. And if you are, I don't want to offend you by any means. Uh, uh, keep up the good works, all I'm going to say to you. Amen. Uh, don't bring me a plan. I, I'm not interested in joining. Amen. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I've ate some of that Weight Watchers food, and it actually tastes very good. You just got to eat six times the amount that they give you for you to be satisfied. Amen. Uh, but when you think about the first of the year, uh, coming out of the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the, the festivities, and everything, uh, uh, you know, we just kind of let everything go and enjoy those things that we're not really supposed to be enjoying, uh, and we kind of self-indulge. And then we come to the new year, uh, and you know how it is at the first of the year. Every gym is packed uh, and running over. You know, uh, uh, people have signed up for every diet program that is known to man, and they're reading the books and and they're living their best life now. You know, uh, and that normally lasts about the nineteenth of January, uh, and somehow. Somewhere, uh, it just kind of all goes out the window before Valentine's, doesn't it? Amen. Uh, But you know, uh, uh, what people are doing uh, is they're conscious of their weight. Uh, uh, They're wanting to to watch their weight. Uh, They're trying to do something. And and the number one question I think that that every weight watcher asks is this, uh, is how much weight do I need to lose? It's quiet now, isn't it? (laughs) nobody's going to tell you how much weight they need to lose. In fact, when they get on the scale, they get on a scale by themselves in in a dark room where nobody can see it. Amen? Uh, And then if you ask them, they're just going to lie. Don't ask somebody how much they weigh. I mean, you may get your head blown off for that. uh, But I'll tell you, uh, you know, don't make them lie. In other words, is what I'm saying. uh, Because you go to the doctor, you know, and they ask you that. Uh, You take 20 pounds off. You know, they know you're not telling the truth. Uh, They can look at you and tell uh, uh, that you know you're you're not being uh, uh, right in what you're saying Uh, but what I'm telling you tonight is people are conscious about their weight aren't they something that people don't like to talk about when we think about this text tonight we think about weight watching, exercise, diet plans, changing of habits, goals lifestyle changes and all these different things to shed pounds but tonight if we was as serious about losing the things that weighed us down spiritually as the things that weighed us down physically. You see, tonight the Bible, in this text here, I want you to notice a few things that I'm done. Number one, I want you to see the responsibility. Notice what uh, the Apostle Paul, who I believe wrote the book of Hebrews, he said, let us lay aside every way. You know, this extra weight in life that that I carry spiritually, these things that that weight me down spiritually, these things that hold me back, these things that that hinder me spiritually tonight, uh, uh, those things, God is not going to take it from me. I have a responsibility. And it may not be sin. In fact, I was go as far to say is that there is a difference between weight and sin tonight. Uh, God uh, makes it very clear. And we know what sin is. Uh, but a weight is something that necessarily may not be sin in and of itself, uh, but it is a hindrance. Uh, it is something that holds us back. Uh, it's something that keeps us from running the race uh, as, as effectively as what we could. Uh, you see, there are just some things tonight uh, uh, that it's just not, it's just best for me not to. Have it in my life. Uh, there are just some uh, places it's just best for me not to go. Uh, there's some activities uh, that may not be wrong and they may not be sin, but it's just best for me not to indulge in that because uh, it will become a weight in my life uh, that will hinder me spiritually. Nobody can take that away tonight. I have the responsibility to recognize it and to deal with it. You know, in 2024, what we, if we want to have revival, if I want to have revival, if you want to have revival, that's what we ought to do tonight. And maybe not just in this service, but maybe throughout this entire revival meeting, maybe we ought to just make us a list. Lord, what is it tonight that's waiting me down? Is it something internal? Is it, is it something that I'm struggling with on the inside? Is it my tongue? Is it my spirit? Is it my attitude? Uh, is it some ambition in life? Uh, is it some goal that I have that really is not supposed to be in my life? Uh, no, it may not be sin in and of itself, uh, but it just hinders me to a point that I can't go forward with God. You know, there's nothing wrong with making money tonight. Especially in this economy, it takes so much money just to survive, doesn't it? Man, it is shocking how much money it takes. You you just go to the grocery store. You buy $250 worth of groceries and you ain't hardly got nothing. You walk out and and you know what? They punish you. If you want to lose weight and eat healthy, they're going to punish you for it. Have you ever noticed that? You know, have you ever noticed when you go in a grocery store that all the healthy stuff is on the perimeter? All the stuff that don't taste that great is all the way around the perimeter, just about. You walk in, you got the fruit and the vegetables, you got the, you got the meat, which is good, but you know, you got the, the, you got the dairy, and all that, all that stuff that, that helps you lose weight's on the perimeter, and all that stuff you don't need that tastes so good, that's processed and got sugar, and all those things. They stick it all in the middle, don't they? Y'all still with me, aren't you? You go in there, and if you're trying to save a buck, guess what? You're going to find it in the middle. You have to go in the middle. But in the middle is what's going to put you in the graveyard, amen? What I'm telling you tonight is there's a cost in it. You got a responsibility, you know. We go grocery shopping. I, I, you know, I don't go with my wife much because we spend more money when I go, but, you know, we'll go through the grocery store and, and she'll go through there and she'll, and I just throw stuff in the buggy. I mean, I, don't, I ain't gonna take the time to figure it all up. I'll just pray when I get to the cash, you know, cash register, you know, and if we gotta put something back, I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, we're putting back, uh, listen, we're putting back squash before we put back Oreos. Somebody save me. Just how it's going, Amen. We'll take a stand somewheres, you know. I mean, but putting back, you know, uh, you know, we're putting back some of that other stuff that helps you live. You say, "Well, you preach, you're not going to live long, no." But I live happier than you live, Amen. <laughs> The responsibility you, you, we have. If, if you want to lose weight there's a responsibility it's not a matter of what we know it's a matter of what we do Amen. and when it comes to spiritually living for God we all know that tonight I mean God give us a book of instructions huh? and we can live victorious it's not that hard there's nothing mystical about it it's just living by faith and taking the word of God as it is huh? and living every day in a practical sense huh? and listen God will help us huh? but we have a responsibility tonight and my responsibility 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 and yours is to look in my life and say, Lord, would you help me tonight? What is it? I just don't need to be there. Just don't need to be there. I'm just better off without it. I remember one time I bought a vehicle and the Lord said, you know, you don't need that vehicle. Why don't you sell it? It wasn't a sin to buy it, but it sure was a weight. And when I sold it, the Lord blessed me for that. I wish I'd have sold it sooner. I'm saying tonight, is there anything in our life? that... Well, that's, that's revival. When we get that serious, Lord, if you'll tell me this week, I'll put it on the list and the responsibility. And then there's, notice the removal. He said, let us lay aside. God said, I want you to get it out of your life. I want you to get rid of that thing that's hindering you. Maybe it's social media. Maybe you're a person that can't handle that. Maybe seeing other people's lives and being connected with that many people is something that bothers you and it's it's a stumbling block to your life and and so you need to just lay it aside. Amen? Uh, Maybe maybe there's something else in your life. Maybe you've engaged in some activity. I don't know what it would be tonight but but maybe you've brought something into your life but it just consumes too much of your time. It it takes up too much of your time or you love it too much. You love it more than what you really should love it. it. It's not of sin to do it, but but you just spend way too much time, or maybe it's been way too much money involved in that, uh, and, and it's just got too much of your heart, uh, and it's become such a weight in your life. And you, if it is there, I promise you, already know what it is. God's showing it to you right now. He talked to you right now about it. I'll say, brother, gravity. What I do, lay it aside. You know, I was thinking about: is it too much to really give up anything for the Lord? Even if it wasn't a sin, I really believe this tonight. Anything that I give up for Jesus out of a pure heart because we love him, God will reward you for that. If you get, I don't think we're going to get to heaven and God say to any of us, you know, you just cut it too tight for me. You live too dedicated. You think God's going to say that to anybody? Oh yeah, I mean I'll be honest with you. you you didn't have to do all those things you lived too holy you lived too righteous you you know you, you gave up too much for me no he's not going to say that amen and we live in a society that wants us to believe that, that you can just live as you please and do as you will and I'm here to tell you tonight it's not just that but if you want to have a closer walk if you want to live in victory if you want to live in freedom I'm telling you the happiest people I've ever met in this world, a Christian life is people that have laid some things aside and said I just don't need that anymore I just don't need that anymore my life. I'm satisfied at serving him and I want to go lock, stock and barrel. I want to give him everything. I want to be all that he wants me to be. I want to please him every day of my life. I want to live the crucified life. To do that is to lay aside those weights. You know, there are some things that are not sin but when we make such an issue out of them, we have to lay those things aside, don't we? We can make an issue till it becomes something that the Lord said, you know, you're never really going to run this race like you ought to until you give that up. I mentioned it a thousand times. I won't go into length. For me, it was baseball cards. I, I love baseball cards so much. Even to this day, when I think about, it, you know, uh, some, my flesh still wants to collect those cards after all these years. If the Lord. Would God, why would God want me to lay that aside? Because I'll tell you, I love it too much. I love it too much. And it would be a hindrance. It would be something that would take up too much of my time. It would take up too much of my my means, my money. Uh, There's better things. I don't think there's anything wrong with owning a gun. I think you ought to own as many as God will let you own. (laughs) Started to put a number out there, but why put a number on owning guns? (laughs) And every time they talk about gun control, it makes me want to go buy another one, doesn't it? Are you like that? I mean, I think grannies ought to have guns. I don't think they ought to be carrying them, but I think they ought to have them, amen. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you get too much into that. Man, I'm telling you, I mean, you preach on Alabama football and guns in the South, you're in real trouble. Georgia too, but, but you know what I'm saying. Get too much into thing. Nothing wrong with lay it aside. And then there's the realm. Notice what he said here, the realm of of this watching weights. How much? He said, Let us lay aside every every weight. If it's a weight, God said, get rid of it. You know the liberals don't preach much of that, do they? They like to talk about us fundamentalists and say, well, you know, you got your list of do's and don'ts. Well, you know, God just summed it all up right there. He just tightened the belt a little bit more. He he ain't even talking about sin yet. He said, no, oh, if it just weights you down, every weight. You know, going, I'll I, I just be nice tonight, amen. And I'm talking about the, the, the list. Uh, we ought to list every weight. Write, write down, I challenge you, write down the things that, that's weighting you down and, and make the effort and, and make the decision not, not to allow it to, to be a weight in your life. It, it, in 2024, lose some weight. Amen is what I'm telling you. Uh, go home and lose some weight. I'll go home and lose some weight. Hey, let's all lose some weight in 2024. Let's be weight watchers in 2024. Uh, I'm telling you, it won't cost you nothing. Uh, well, it will cost you some things with the flesh, but you ain't got to invest no money in it. You ain't got to sign up for a program. All you got to do is make a list, let the Holy Spirit help you, and just drop that weight. I'll tell you what'll happen. You'll feel freer. Amen. You'll come to the house of God and feel better than you've ever felt. You'll get up every day and feel freer than you ever felt. Man, when you lose weight, you just feel good, don't you? That's true, isn't it? You know, I probably lost a thousand pounds in my lifetime. Amen. Amen. Don't look so spiritual, y'all have to. Just ain't lost it all at one time. But I wonder how much weight has hindered me in my Christian walk. The realm, every, every, every. God said, every weight. Just and I think you don't let it keep piling up. Amen. And then there's the reality of it is what holds us back. Let us lay aside every weight. The reality, you know, the reality of the weight is this. Sometimes the things the things that we think we need to keep in our life because we feel like we can't let them go because we feel like they we need them so bad or or life wouldn't be as fulfilling without them. In reality, life is not that good with them. Because they're just a weight. Brother Gravity, I, I know of something right now, but it's going to be so hard for me to, to let that. You know, it's not, once you let it go, you'll look back and say, you know, it wasn't man, why didn't I do that sooner? It just hindered me. It just held me back. You know, you take, uh, you take when you put those weights on, you take and you put those weights on your back or you put them on your ankles and, and you start walking or you start running, whatever. It, it, you don't have to get too far. And you feel the effects of it. It's, it's hindering the process. But when you let it go, boy, you feel so much better. I want to tell you tonight, spiritually speaking, I wonder how many people could just feel so much better if they could just lose some weight tonight. Then I want you to note the reason, and I'm done. Why would God ask us to lay aside every weight so that we can run? He said, let us run with patience. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And God is looking at the long haul You go back to Hebrews 11 and look at these people's lives. It's looking over their lives. It's looking at the long haul. You see, it's not just how I'm running today, but how I'm going to be running a year from now and two years from now and and, and five years from now. If the Lord allows me to live, how am I going to be running a a decade from now? And that's what weights does. They don't seem so bad at the moment, but the more you hang on to them, the slower you run this race, uh, the more they hold you back. And you may not be able to tell too much about it today. You might even say, well, Brother Gravely, this isn't a big thing that's in my life. And so it's just not even a sin. So so, so it's not even affecting me. It may not be affecting you that much today. But in the long haul, we're running with patience. Amen. Will you be able to run the long haul? How's it going to affect you if you hang on to it five years? What's it going to do to you over a ten year period? I'm telling you, let go of the weight tonight so you can run this race with patience. Don't you want to be in church five years from now? Don't you want to still be in this church serving God five years from now? Young people, you want to live for God, lose all the weight you can spiritually. You get rid of anything and everything that ties you down and holds you back. And here, listen you don't you don't you don't bring somebody. You, you might be a young lady and you see some young man, uh, and he might he, he might look nice and, and he might be charming. You might think, man, I, I, but but he may not have all the standards. He may not have all the same convictions. He, he may he may veer off the path a little bit. And you think, well, you know, it'll be okay. But it could be a weight in your life. How's it going to affect you ten years down the road when you're married? It has to do, what's the reason? Why does God want us to lose what weight? So we can run. It's for the running and it's for the race. There is a race that's set before us. And I remind us tonight, we have a race to run. And I don't know, I don't know if I'll receive any rewards. But I'll tell you one thing about this race. Brother Garrett, I want to finish my race. I want to finish it, don't you? I do not want to change course. I don't want to get out. I don't want to be a has-been. I'm not going to be first. But I don't have to be first. You don't have to be first. I'm not going to be first, but I want to finish. Do you want to finish this race? Then you've got to shed the weight tonight. I wonder as we stand...